Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Hear ye, hear ye. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And we've got the latest royal news and gossip. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group under Royally Obsessed. And of course, we love your feedback, so please keep the reviews coming and also rate the show five stars. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Be honest, but also give us lots of love and stars. Um, And (laughs) this week we are chatting about uh, the new photos of Prince Louis. Of course. The baby photos. Naturally. Then a wedding update uh, for the wedding of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, as if there's another. What am I even talking about? (laughs) Um, And lastly, and my most favorite, the corgis have arrived in New York City. They're taking over the city. Yes, we have a corgi explosion to talk about. But first, let's get into the royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. And this week, it is the Crown Royal Wedding Cocktail. Ooh. And of course, Crown Royal is made in Toronto. <laughs> you would. And it's where Meghan Markle filmed suits, so it's incredibly <laughs> important to this royal union. And to Lisa, who's yes. from Toronto. <laughs> yes. Did you guys know? Have you heard? Did you hear the news? <laughs> you know, I will allow it in this case. Um, um, so the uh, please, no, you go. Please explain it. I'm just so excited because it looks so beautiful that I want to describe it. I already made it because it was complicated, and we've learned from previous weeks where we should not make complicated things on no. air. But um, so it's one ounce of Crown Royal Deluxe, one it's fifth a lemon. fifth of an Sorry. ounce of lemon, but for sure we were not. Yeah, I think I put a quarter ounce of lemon. Then three ounces of champagne, but honestly, I just did a blind pour. And then two sugar cubes. And then we garnish with an English rose. Yeah, so we have little rose petals floating on top of our cocktail. Cheers. Hmm. Woo. That is stronger than I anticipated. <laughs> So you're supposed to put a bunch of like, uh, it says gold sugar on the rim. So Mm. instead, of course, we put like red sparkly stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I'm chewing on that. Yeah. Well, I really, I appreciated your efforts there. I always think everything looks fancier when you just dip it in sugar um, Mm -hmm. at the top. But yeah, if you just pour whiskey into champagne, it's pretty strong. Yeah. And I will say it's a really great drink, but the rose is hard to drink. Yeah, the petal. So <laughs> I'm putting the petal on the side or I'm going to just throw it on the floor. It looks beautiful. Later. But then in that note, let's go on to this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Which is another wedding. There's so many weddings in the spring, if you haven't noticed in royal history. Uh, but this was the wedding of Princess Margaret of the United Kingdom and Sir Anthony Armstrong Jones. Yes. So I'm so thrilled to discuss this one because I am obsessed with Princess Margaret. Can I just say I called him Sir, but I think he was Mr. I think maybe he was Mr. Then. He and then he became Lord Snowden. And then like, like the Edward. Earl. Yeah, the Earl of Snowden and a bunch of other honorific titles. Um, mm-hmm. But he was just... 
he was just a regular dude. I mean, a pretty rich and uh, aristocratic one, but a fairly regular dude. He was a photographer. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of how he became close with the royal family in the first place, is that he was hanging out with other famous, cool folks in the 50s in the UK. As one does. As one does. And so that's how he encountered Margaret in the first place. And then he was hired to photograph her, Mm -hmm. which got its entire... (laughs) The Crown did an entire episode on that meeting, that photo shoot, um, because it was so heavily sexual or at least that's what they want us to believe and I believe it I mean I think it was incredibly sexual I was like whoa <laughs> yeah he like intensely pulled her dress down to like show her bare shoulders which is not something you do to a royal uh, to a princess and especially not in the 50s so that was the hotness and I highly recommend that episode um is there just anything watch it on repeat actually just like <laughs> yeah. put it on right now just don't do anything else it's really atmospheric and lovely uh so I recommend it as background but then the picture he ended up taking of her she I don't know if she was fully nude or she kind of looked nude she was like looking over her shoulder and Mm -hmm. you saw her bare shoulder and that got published in the newspaper it was very provocative and so it was a huge deal but they had to keep their relationship secret for a while because as viewers of the crown know and I'm sure every single one of you is a viewer of the crown as you should be um Princess Margaret had a previous relationship that was actually uh an engagement that had to end because um it was not appropriate yeah at the time but so uh she was involved with peter townsend who worked for her dad and then worked for her mom you know the queen mom and so they they all lived together in clarence house and he and princess margaret started kind of a secret affair when she was younger i'm not entirely sure just how young i think she was was like like 21 oh something like that but he was 16 years old or maybe Sorry. I should say they announced their engagement when she was 22. So maybe okay. they were shipping for a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah, I think she was a teen. But they, so they, um, oh yeah, sorry. I'm just like thinking about the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So they were together for a while. Secretly, they um, announced their engagement. Oh, but the reason why it was a problem was not only was he 16 years older, but he was Divorced. divorced yeah which totally. back then was a huge deal which is why it's so remarkable that queen elizabeth has been just so welcoming of megan because even though she's like wonderful our hero everything like that <laughs> like she's also divorced she's and super divorced back then that's like they could not do that so uh elizabeth was like i'm you know i love you but you can't Sorry. marry this dude and then she just kind of delayed their engagement and delayed their engagement and then ultimately um i believe it was parliament who told uh Princess Margaret that if she wants to marry him she has to give up all of her royal titles and yes connections to the crown and she was like bye yeah couldn't do that yeah so yeah she had I mean overall Margaret had a pretty tough existence mm-hmm. um I mean minus being a princess minus being a princess and all of that and entails. drinking alcohol for like every meal as we know yes. well that that I'll, I'll get to that but she had a very difficult uh, life in that regard she fell in love she lost her dad when she was only 21 or 22 um she was falling in love during that time and then she couldn't be with that guy and she had to tell the entire country knew she was in love with a guy because they were engaged and they announced their engagement and then they had to break their engagement so that's depressing then she finally marries Antony at the ripe old age of 29 which was you know very embarrassing for her hilarious for me a 31 year old unmarried (laughs) woman Um, and they he cheated on her almost right away she cheated on him they were 
like very tempestuous and fighting all the time and cheating all the time. And they got divorced, which was its own scandal. And then she had a bunch of strokes in the 90s, was in a wheelchair toward the end, and then died before her, well, far before her sister, but right after her mom died. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. But today we're celebrating her wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, you guys. You <laughs> got married. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was a really cool wedding, to be fair. Obviously, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's nuptials are all I think about every waking hour. But <laughs> at the time, Princess Margaret's wedding was the first one ever televised. Mm-hmm. So something, hundreds of millions of people all around the world gathered around their TVs to watch Princess Margaret, who's all of her love affairs they'd all known about. And she finally got to marry a cute boy. Yeah, and she had an amazing wedding dress. It had 30 meters, or as we say here, 33 yards mm. of fabric. Um, it was silk organza. There was piping. Um Her engagement ring was this giant ruby, mm-hmm. beautiful thing designed by... Anthony or Tony as she yes. called him and yes. it was just like a very fancy beautiful thing and even though they got divorced and even though there was all that cheating which we do not like we don't um, like cheating here <laughs> every week we just stress that so our boyfriends <laughs> listen we're like guess what you guys we're not doing this <laughs> we're anti-cheating <laughs> but um they were together from like 61 to 78 so that's yeah. that's like a substantial marriage it's yeah. not as if it was a blip it just was not one just did that not work out. And Tony stayed close with the royal family. And when Margaret died, he attended all of the services and he was the lead mourner and like yeah. helped carry it, like all that kind of stuff. And, and when he died, Queen Elizabeth went to his yeah. uh, memorial or funeral. I'm not yeah. sure which one. So, that, so that's, you know, he was a big old cheater. Um, and, but he, it all worked out, sort of. I have to say, though, like, The Princess Margaret scenes on The Crown are my favorite part of that series. Like, I think it's so interesting to know about Queen Elizabeth and all the stuff she had to go through. But quite frankly, Princess Margaret was just fascinating. Yeah, she's really the star. And she desperately needs a spinoff or a film or just something. I know small ones have been made, but I want, like, true blockbuster about this woman's crazy-ass life where she couldn't be with her forbidden love. And then she does choose a guy, but he's kind of terrible to her. and, And she just drank all and she the just time. drank and smoked the entire time which is why she was in ill health at a young yes. age anyway <laughs> that's our those are our feelings about uh princess margaret which could continue on forever but we have so much else to talk about there was another wedding there was a ro- another wedding a corgi wedding oh my god how quickly <laughs> i forget i was like what are you telling me there was another royal wedding i can only handle so many no so um to promote the upcoming Lifetime movie about Harry and Meghan's love, which uh, is coming out on Sunday night. So I know that Caitlin and I are going to be home watching it, probably recording it, watching it oh, on repeat. Sure. And, and I am i don't necessarily have the highest hopes for it, but I know regardless I will love it because Absolutely. I love all Lifetime movies, like Correct. especially when they're about like... I don't know, teen STDs. Like, do you remember <laughs> that one I'm talking about? Like, which one? <laughs> okay, is yeah. my question. <laughs> Not to like, not to go into that uh, whole segue, but um, so yeah, anyway, to promote this movie, uh, Lifetime had a bunch of corgis take Uh, over, I think it was Herald Square. Yeah, Herald Square, right outside Macy's in New York City. 
they just the most genius promotional event I've ever heard of. Everything else can just take a seat. But they brought together how many? There were eight of them. Eight corgis. We're looking at a little uh, drawing of it right now. Yes. So Lifetime presented the Royal Corgi Court. And so they dressed up corgis as different members of the royal family. The Queen, of course, and Prince Charles. Then um, our trio are now our quad of Meghan, Harry, Kate, and William. And then we had a little Charlotte and a little George. Um, left out of that bunch was Camilla. Sucks to be Camilla <laughs> as usual. Um, but so they brought out the corgis and they made this like doghouse castle thing. And they basically staged a royal wedding yes. of corgis. But one of my colleagues um, from The Cut actually went and covered it and I asked her, I'm like, how was the wedding? Like, how did they get married? And she's like, there wasn't a wedding. They just brought out the dogs and, like, presented the dogs, and then the dogs played. They, like, <laughs> that played sounds amazing. I know. I mean, I don't know why we're here right now. We should be We should just go to Herald Square. We, we played this this day terribly wrong. For those of you who also would like to watch it right now, Lifetime on their Facebook page had a live stream, and you can still watch the video of the live stream. Um, Lisa's right. I, I watched it during my lunch, and it is really just corgis smooching each other, humping each other, rolling around, trying to get treats out of their poor handlers Aww. who prepared for this day for months, probably. And <laughs> Lifetime even said, like, we chose, like, revealed how they selected the dogs to be in this but they just they're the best trained dogs they could find um but so they dress them each up as their character so my favorite so of course queen elizabeth had the most elaborate costume because she had sort of a robe uh and a, oh and, a, and a crown but my favorite was kate middleton the kate middleton corgi because they dressed her in a real outfit that she has worn like from way back in the archives like 2010 what did it look 2011 like? I didn't see it. it was like a, a navy blue silk sort of day dress that i think she wore to one of the other royals weddings like not certainly not oh. her own but maybe a 2009 2010 like throwback wedding um and then and the fascinator that she wore that's why they chose the outfit because it was one of the few times we see kate middleton in a fascinator so they attached a little navy blue fascinator to this poor poor creature's head um the crown that was on the queen elizabeth dog slipped off almost immediately (laughs) um but the fascinator stayed on pretty well so what a great event and in general i'm just so thrilled that as we get we're only a few days away from the wedding of Meghan and Harry. I can't believe it. And brands are really pulling out all the stops yes. in a way that I truly enjoy. Yes. And as we found out today, um, the Meghan Markle wax figure is going to be unveiled at Madame Tussaud. Of course. And It'll be terrible. But also maybe amazing. Although I do know that the Beyonce one doesn't even slightly look like Beyonce. Yeah. So I have very low hopes. Yes. I will say now I'm going to wager my guess because I haven't seen images of the wax figure yet, but I'm hoping that it's wearing my favorite outfit, not Katie's from last week, (laughs) but my favorite outfit, which was that green pattern dress with the blazer over it. I do like that one a lot, but I don't think that's her most iconic one. I bet it's going to be her in the white jacket jacket where she announced her engagement because that's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's like what they're going to do. And then I'm sure once she gets married, it's going to be a replica of the wedding dress of the dress the dress, the dress. we're getting oh so close it's happening <laughs> so we should maybe go into a, a wedding update and now a royal wedding update 
what did we learn this week? So we're getting really close to the wedding, as we have said repeatedly, and we hope that you know this. Like, it is happening. It is happening (laughs) on May May 19th. 19th. (laughs) We are extremely ready for this. We don't have anything else going on in our Mm -hmm, lives. We are mm -hmm. just all about the wedding. But all this information is starting to come out, and uh, including, like, the rules that the guests have to follow. Yes. Which, they're they're kind of a, a lot. Like, some of them are pretty basic and hopefully obvious especially to the aristocrats attending this thing like they are going to take their cell phones away don't take any cell phone videos and put them on instagram you dum-dums they're taking their phones away so they can't even have access to do that um but one of the rules was a little more bizarre there's a rule that you cannot bring a sword (laughs) which quite frankly is rude to those of us who love bringing swords to events like if i was attending and i can bring my sword why would i even go yeah i mean a lot of people will have to change their entire outfits around now all those holsters and you're not allowed to wear any medals which um someone on twitter pointed out to me could mean more than just military medals it could mean any of the number of medals that you get awarded by the queen. Thank you, Twitter explainer, for (laughs) mansplaining everything to me. Um, (laughs) But uh, there's also rules like, uh, um, oh, you basically can't go to the bathroom. Right. So during the ceremony, all bathrooms are shut down. You just have to hold it. So you better go beforehand. If you have a flask with you, like, don't drink. No. Because there's no way that you can urinate in that time no. frame and the thing is I, I i feel it's very important to note that oftentimes we are discussing speculation um of course well-educated speculation mm-hmm. in this case about uh, updates of any kind in this case the palace itself released instructions saying no urination between 11 a.m and 1 p.m yes it's seven pages of critical <laughs> guidance that was given to Every single person who was invited. And that's another thing we need to talk about. The invite list. We're hearing more and more about who's been invited or who hasn't been invited. Yes. So for who has been invited, we can say um, we're pretty sure that Elton John's been invited. He's obviously very, he was very close with Princess Diana and, of course, the boys. He worked a lot with Harry on um, different causes. I've heard that a bunch of people from Suits invited which is that's cute great you know (laughs) i honestly think like even if she's not that close with them it would make her look so bad if she didn't invite them so she had to but i think she's friends with them because as someone who followed her instagram before it was deleted there were so many like nice pictures of her with the cast and she seemed really close with sarah rafferty who plays donna this beautiful redhead just stunning red hair like fire red so I'm sorry. I really like her hair. Sometimes I get like, I just get distracted by people's hair. Well, you know, I've only watched a few episodes of Suits, so I wasn't sure who Sarah Rafferty was until you said the one with the red hair. So yeah, I'm, I'm with the, you. The gorgeous red hair. So when you see red hair, you're like, that's Sarah Rafferty. Yeah. So I heard she's invited Priyanka Chopra, who we've talked about before. Yes. One of the most beautiful women in the world. Um, I've heard Abigail Spencer, who was um, a guest star on that show and whose face I recognized just from being in like random guest starring roles on a lot of different yeah, shows. One of She's those. like one of those. Um, but there was a big snub and it's causing some drama. Yeah. So Sarah Ferguson, uh, the Duchess of York, or formerly known as the Duchess of York, I think she lost her. Did she lose her title? 
I think so. Yeah, because yeah, now she's just Sarah Ferguson of Weight Watchers. Yeah. <laughs> she would be delighted to hear us say that. Um, <laughs> well, she gets a lot of money for it. So. She does. Um, so, of course, Sarah Ferguson, after her divorce, uh, she stayed pretty close with the family, but apparently not close enough. Not this kind of close. Yeah, so she's parents, parents of. She's the mother of um, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie, who we know um, are quite close with Harry because they're very close in age. Um, and she, Sarah Ferguson, who was also known as Fergie, which is why Fergie the singer probably went by Fergie and then named her album The Duchess. Cute. Um, with Misspelled. Yes. <laughs> but so she was invited to the 600-person uh, formal ceremony where, you know, anybody they didn't really care about was invited. Interesting. Even though, like, weirdly, like, you and I didn't get it invited. Is, it, it is it, weird i i honestly think there was some sort of a clerical error like maybe <laughs> invitations didn't reach america it's not it's not may 19th yet so yeah i mean it, it could still arrive like mm-hmm. who knows but so fergie was invited to that but she was not invited to the exclusive 200 person reception held afterwards and that's a bit of a snub because even though she's divorced from the family she's still a part of the family and slash still lives in, in the palace yeah she lives in kensington palace she's the mother of his two closest cousins. Yeah. I'm not I, I will say this for, for Fergie Ferg. She has the opportunity to snub them right back because her daughter is getting married also at Windsor Castle in September. So mm-hmm. when she's the mother of the bride, she can do those nefarious mother of the bride things where she maybe puts Harry and Meghan at a table near the toilets or something. Yes, the toilets that she will not be able to use while <laughs> yeah, she is exactly. at the ceremony. Exactly. Um, so that was a snub for Sarah Ferguson. But there was some good news, again, officially announced by Kensington Palace, which is that Megan's, both of Megan's parents will be there. So this is kind of maybe obvious to most listeners, the casual kind of listener, to say that well, of course, they're her parents. Why wouldn't they be invited? Um, her mother was not a question because she is very close with Megan, but uh, her father is not as close. And so there was maybe a bit of a question about that, but they announced that he will be walking her down the aisle. My favorite thing about her dad is that he was recently <laughs> photographed in Mexico where he lives reading a book of photography of buildings in the UK. So I I giggled because I knew where Lisa was headed with this. It's so perfect. He was photographed. First of all, he's just a really cute dad, Mm -hmm. like chubby and got a bit of a scruff. And he was photographed at a cafe or something. And he's holding a picture book, a gigantic picture book that looks like it's meant for a five-year-old that says images of the United Kingdom or of England, like in mm-hmm. size 48 font. And so he's literally, his his daughter is marrying quite well. And he's <laughs> studying up on what is the UK anyway? It's like, where is this? What should I know? And it's just a big book. It's and just a big book of pictures. I think that's so cute. I mean, yeah. He he worked in the entertainment industry and he's been living in Mexico, um, presumably uh, retired, you know, yeah, living like an easy life. And now suddenly he's like on the international stage and he mm-hmm. has to learn about this whole new country. And he's like, oh, here's a book. <laughs> like, let me look this country up. Let me look. Let me Wikipedia the United Kingdom and then sit in a window where paparazzi <laughs> follow me yeah. reading it. It's just so 
sweet. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Another really important update that we got this week is that Megan is not having a bridal party. Yes. Other than like the young little bridesmaids who have not been like formally identified yet, even though we have like kind of been told through back channels of who's going to be involved. But she's not going to have a maid of honor. And there's been so much speculation about who that would be. And Harry's having a best man because he has a brother, but Megan doesn't have a sister. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm not getting married anytime soon, mm-hmm. but I I think about that sometimes. Like, yeah. who would be in my bridal party? And, you know, over the course of our 20s even, our friendships have changed so much. Yeah. Like, who, like, I have friends that I was close with five years ago that I don't even talk to anymore. Right. Not because I'm a bad person. (laughs) You are a fantastic person. I'm amazing. (laughs) You are a great person. I do, yeah, I kind of like it because when you really think about it, whoever she chose as her bridesmaids, it would put so much attention on them in probably a negative way. I mean, think about how Pippa Middleton was treated after Kate. I mean, not treated. She wasn't necessarily abused by the press, no more so than any other royal or royal friend. But it was a lot of attention. Everybody was talking about her butt for like years and she wasn't even wearing like a booty dress she was wearing like a very gorgeous classic uh alexander mcqueen dress it's just that she had to carry uh the train of kate's dress and so you saw her behind yeah like you literally she was filmed from behind for maybe maybe 20 seconds and her entire life changed and she could no longer go outside now she's the one with the butt and now she's the girl with the butt which like might wind up in her obituary so who wants that i mean I should be so lucky, but at the same time, I agree. I want to be known for more than just my butt. But if anyone wants to be like Lisa, your butt's great. I'd be like, sure, thank you. <laughs> like, put that on my tombstone. Yeah. So I, I kind of understand where Megan's coming from that she didn't choose a bridal party. Um, that also means that there's more attention on her little like page boys and girls and flower girls, which of course means Prince George and Princess Charlotte. Our favorites. Our favorites. Um, and so maybe that is the opportunity to also discuss. That over the weekend we got on a on like Saturday night, which is so rare it for was them. Super late in the UK. Yeah, your royal correspondents, myself and Lisa, were texting about this uh, late on Saturday night because it happened so late. Mm-hmm. I was I had consumed a lot of wine when I texted you. Just me bliss, too. Just exclamation points, being like, "Did this happen? Did I make this up? I feel like I manifested this I, out of my drunken dreams." I think you texted me something like her freaking ponytail. <laughs> I totally forgot that. Oh, Beaujolais is amazing. What, <laughs> yes. So on, late on Saturday night, uh, Kensington Palace released the sweetest two photos of the new Prince Louis, who is mm-hmm. all of mm, two weeks old now. And so one is a photo of him looking like a startled, very pink baby. Yes, because he was born on April 23rd. And so the first picture, which is just him, was taken on April 26th. Oh wow. That's three days later. And yeah, it was he's oh, alarmed by all he has discovered. We need to say all these pictures were of course taken by Kate Middleton, who yes. is the only person who takes pictures of these kids other than the thousands upon thousands of paparazzi. Yes. But you know, she loves her photography. Yes. Whenever um they have released photos of the young kids, almost always, because I think maybe there was one when George was starting school, and I think Christopher Jackson did that one, who's their sort of family photographer. But whenever there's something sort of at home it is Kate Middleton takes the photos, which I find very sweet. That she's mm-hmm. like, of course, as a mom, she's like, oh my God, am I also a photographer? I take such <laughs> amazing photos of my perfect kids. She's like, I have 
50 occasions to go to this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Like, why not take on photography as a hobby? So yeah. Kate Middleton took these. And so, yes, the first one is Sweet Prince Louis um, wearing a hand-me-down outfit from Princess Charlotte, a sweet little white sweater. So oh. cute. And white pants. And he actually, it's perfect that he's wearing a Princess Charlotte hand me down because he looks so much like princess charlotte in the so photo much. i mean some of you to some of you all babies look the same to me personally this baby looks like princess charlotte's twin which thrills me so much except i think he might have a more pronounced chin oh that's very exciting i look forward to seeing that develop over the next <laughs> 70 years and then the second picture that they released was taken on may 2nd which was princess charlotte's third birthday and it was just like the picture that was released when Charlotte was little of George kissing her. Because in this one, Charlotte with her freaking ponytail, <laughs> ponytail and a barrette in her hair holding her like long bangs back was kissing little Prince Louis on the forehead or cheek. It was yeah. so cute. So yeah, it's another photo. It looks like in a similar sort of space, like some sort of, ch- I mean, you know how when you get a younger sibling to hold up their their kid, like she's three, she can't hold a newborn baby. So she's definitely propped up with a million pillows, but yeah. she's, she's holding her little baby brother who's like, kind of out of it and kissing his little head and she has a bur- sweet little barrette and so she's also cute. wearing this all you can see is the top of her shoulders but she's wearing a sweater that is de- that everyone quickly id'd well maybe maybe not all of you i quickly id'd as a sweater that prince george <laughs> wore in a famous photo of his own he wore it um, at the Queen's Jubilee celebration mm-hmm. in the the official portraits that he took with his great-grandmother, Queen Elizabeth, by Annie Leibovitz. So no big deal. It's an Annie Leibovitz hand-me-down. So before we adjourn the royal pod, we would like to discuss our highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. So let's start with you. What was your high? You would think my high would be um, the revelation of all these details of Meghan and Harry's wedding, but instead it's actually seeing Princess Beatrice at the Met Gala on Monday night. She wore this very high-cut purple dress, so it was not at all like revealing because the theme was Catholicism, but I was just really happy to see her. I'd seen like some paparazzi pictures of her in New York, and I I just didn't expect to see a royal at this event. No, and she's really not... I mean, none of them would be in the New York scene. Like, they're not those kinds of people. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of amazing to see her there. And yes, she wore royal purple, if you will. Yeah, so that's definitely my high. And Beatrice, I live here. (laughs) We can hang out. We could totally hang out. Caitlin can come, I guess. I, you know, (laughs) if, if you cared to invite me, that would be fine. And what's your high? My high is, of course, the new photos of Prince Louis. I love a baby photo. I love a Kate Middleton photo set. And of course, I love any, any photos of Princess Charlotte because she's just the sweetest. And my low is going to be that there was no pictures of George in, like George wasn't at all involved in any of these things because I would have loved to see all three of them together. And I guess we're going to see them together eventually. And it was truly adorable and so heartwarming to see 
the Charlotte and yeah. Louis pictures, but I would have loved one with George too, just to like, even if he's just kind of looking at them like, oh, I hate you, I can't be bothered, <laughs> I'm so old because I'm four. Yeah, you're, you actually, I was so full of joy and then you reminded me of what I was missing without a Prince George addition to our, the photo. Our lives are truly empty. <laughs> so, but I, that's still not my low. My low would be the fact that I didn't attend the Corgi court today. Valid point. That was so silly of me. Um, and so I'm off to watch the live stream on the Lifetime Facebook page. Um, so, but until next week, uh, you can follow us. I'm Caitlin Menza. You can see me, uh, see my writing at CaitlinMenza.com or follow me on Twitter or Instagram at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z. I'm Lisa Ryan. You can read me at The Cut. And then also I'm on Twitter at Lisa Raya, which is Lisa Ryan with no N. And of course, uh, please subscribe and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast or join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. And until next week, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.